This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday, you get a whole other bonus episode of this very podcast. Yeah, you get me and Maureen all over again if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. That $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club they're all great. They're all fun. They are all exclusive just to you. If you I give. will say this. Yes. Dan, anyone who wants to sign up now for the bonus Patreons, Dan is about to do an impersonation of an eagle that I, <laughs> you need to have. There's some facts about my past that Dan didn't know. That's um, true. That are coming up. So this um, Sunday. Yeah. I forgot. Some, some things seem to surprise you. My favorite thing about the bonus content is that the minute that I hit stop, I forget everything we said. Right. I have I have no ability whatsoever to to hold any of it in my head. I don't know what it is, but it's fun. It's Patreon. Very re- it's revealing. We we have no. We just start. We just go. If There's you ever no want to plan, if you want to blackmail us. That's where the material is. <laughs> Patreon.com slash says who. And books. I will be at the Books in Bloom Festival in Columbus, Maryland on Sunday, the May. Come on, calendar, switch to month. Yes. 14th. We don't have my time yet on stage, but I will be there. You know that photographer, famous, like I would say 1990s baby photographer that would dress babies up like flowers? Oh. They made like calendars and gift cards and all of this kind of thing. Yes. The books in bloom. I just imagine that all of you have to kind of dress like flowers up on stage. We do. Yeah, they have. Anne Gettys, was that her name? That sounds about right. Baby flower photographer. I'm seeing if I, where they, and they're still <laughs> scheduling me. Yeah, Anne oh, Gettys. No. How the fuck did that exist in my brain, Maureen? Well, actually, it's the 13th. It's Saturday. I'm glad you were talking during the time, so I was looking it up. It looks like I'm going to be on stage probably at 4 o'clock on Saturday the 13th, but they're still waiting to confirm that. But if you're anywhere in the Maryland area, and I know some says Whovians are because they turn up to everything in that area. They're the best. They bring snacks and help me out. Um, and like it, it's like I have like I have a guard. It's like I have a posse. It's very exciting. <laughs> so DC people, you know what to do. There you go. Which is dressed like a flower, like a baby dressed like a flower. And no, show up at Maureen's. I, you know who else is going to be there? Uh, Pete Buttigieg's husband is what his is his name? Chastin. Chastin? I think that's his name is Chastin yeah. Buttigieg. Um, I think he's going to be. <laughs> it's going to me and Chastin back in the green room talking about babies, I guess, because I think they just had one. There you go. Maybe they'll bring their baby dressed like a flower. There you go. So I'll maybe see Pete Buttigieg's baby dressed as a flower. That's in bloom. Buttigieg, 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 and you look in the window and he appears. <laughs> if you would like 
uh, to order Maureen's books on the internet, you can always go to kickbezosintheballs.org where we sell books through the old bookshop over there at kickbezosintheballs.org. If you're buying things on the internet, you can also go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com uh, where we have a lot of Says Who merchandise. And I, if you go over to shop.dansinker.com, I sell one thing. And that one thing is a patch that reads trying. And here's a funny story about me trying, Maureen, which is this patch. I try to keep this patch in stock and it sells out quite regularly. But I uh, I ordered a shit ton a few weeks ago and I was like, OK, I've got a shit ton of patches. No problem. I'm going to sell a billion patches. And ever since I've barely sold any. I need to and, buy my patch. And I have been like, I am the worst. I am the worst person in the whole world. I can't even sell a patch anymore. That's healthy. And so yesterday I was like, I'm going to make a real concerted push to sell these patches. And I'm going to post on all of these fucking fake Twitter things that you now have to post on because now there isn't any one thing. And I was like, this is going to be it. And I got like three orders and I was like, fuck, I really am just the worst. And then this morning. Uh, somebody places an order and then they send me an email and they're like, you may not know, but um, it says these are sold out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, the text that I wrote weeks ago now mm. that said these are sold out, but don't worry, more are on the way. I forgot to take that text off. I'm a fucking moron, Maureen. Anyway, now <coughs> I've sold a lot more patches. You can buy those at shop.dancinker.com. I, I need, okay, I'm, I'm going to click it afterwards because I still have to order my patch now that it's not sold out. It is definitely not sold out. I have a lot. I did click on it at one point to buy one and it did say sold I out. I know. Yeah. And they have sold out a few different times, but not in a while. <laughs> but apparently while I adjusted the inventory so it didn't automatically say sold out, I forgot that I had manually put that in as well. Dummy. I'm a you dummy, okay? Maureen. You okay, Dan? I'm I'm fine. Okay. Shop says dansinker.fyi. No. Gov. That's not it. It's dot Dan. It's a new catchphrase. I like that. If there was a dot Dan domain, I would fucking own the shit out of that. No, why did I even say that? He's going to try to build dot Dan domains now. I think you got to spend, I think you got to pay a lot of money, which is weird because there are some weird TLDs in this world, but. Somehow that's going to happen. And I I would like that to happen. Oh, God. It's dot Dan. Hey, Dan. Maureen, you casting a line? Well, sit down. Just doing a little. Okay. I'll sit Sit next while you're doing this little fish, fishy fishing. Get yourself a beer out of the cooler. Mmm. Don't really drink beer right now, but I would like to crack one open. There you go. Uh, creek's up. Yeah, yeah. Got that's some. a that's a mighty high creek you got there. I got some good stuff. I've been doing some real good fishing here. There you go. I got this. Uh, I got tire. Whoa. And Andy. I've got this stick. Okay. Um. Uh, this looks like it came off a shed. Sure. And uh, you want you want a fishing pole, Dan? I mean, I thought you were fishing for fish. I got this stuff. I don't eat fish, Dan. I'm a vegetarian. But there's okay. There's no rule against eating shed parts, Dan. I mean, mm, that shed seems parts. like the rule of the stomach. Nah. You just got to cook it right. Get the barbecue okay. going. Eat this tire and this bit of shed. 
So these are tough times, Dan. You got to get creative. All right. You want to eat some tires with me? I would love to. Really? No. He's just being polite. You're freaking me out. Ooh, shoot! Welcome! Oh, boy. Ah, it says who? The podcast that isn't a podcast. Wow. So, oh, it's a coping strategy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Dan Sinker. And I'm Maureen Johnson. I was I was too busy trying to hold a thought in my brain mm. from mm. your fishing sketch. Dan, I am in Philadelphia. I spend a lot of time down here now helping out with my family. Yeah. They are really something, Dan. Uh, my mom is going to a big, she's helping to organize it. She has a big nursing school reunion she's going to be at in a couple of days. So I am helping take care of my dad. I'm doing some nursing stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm doing some nursing stuff. I get to give medications, take vitals. Man. Uh, yeah. Uh, watch the creek and, um, you know, just generally live my, uh, Philadelphia. I'm buying more and more stuff for when I'm down here. I bet. You I'm like, I should back in. I should really get a, an office chair. Cause when I sit here, I sit oh in this God. weird you position. Get, no, you need to get an office chair. So I was booking a massage. There's a massage place that was like, Here's a special if you've never been here. And I was like, I'm going to go there quick tomorrow because I have twisted the hell out of yeah, my back. you got to get a good chair, Maureen. And my mom is so kind of strung out from organizing this thing. And she's so nervous that it's all going to come off right and something's going to go wrong because something always seems to go wrong and block her plans. She was like, what was that? What are you doing? And I was like, I was giving them my visa number to book a massage at the massage place because I twisted my back. And she's like, why did they need your credit card number? And I said, because... <laughs> Everywhere needs your credit card number when you reserve something. And she's like, I've never had to do that. And I said, well, congratulations. But that's what happens at most places, including restaurants. I have never given one for a restaurant. I'm like, what did you think I was doing? She said, I was worried there was something wrong with you. Because you were giving a credit card number? No, because Over I had a phone. No, because I had a scan. I had a, they had to do an ultrasound on me like a week ago. And the results haven't come in because they're just taking forever. Okay. And she thought I had gotten the results. And was keeping the results from her. Placing an order for new insides. By, you know, that when you're doing that thing. And she said, you made me nervous because you did this. And I was like, yeah, I was saying, I'll be with you in one second. Because you came into the room and I was just holding up a hand. And she was like, I thought there was something wrong. You're not keeping anything from me. And oh, I said, boy. you need to sit down and breathe into a bag. This Why seems, are you so nervous? Seems like an excellent calming Supportive environment for work. She gets a little wound up sometimes, my mom does, Dan. And uh, I'm just back. So I basically was back from L.A. for one day before I turned around and came down here for uh, just about a week and a half. That's just fun. That's just fun. But I've been holding this in my head because your fishing thing reminded me. Mm. A uh, friend of mine who lives in Baltimore now. She was actually a copy editor on Punk Planet a million years ago. Posted to her Instagram stories, I would say a week or two ago, an event, 24-hour event happening in the harbor 
in Baltimore, which was a magnet fishing rally. What? Where they were dropping big, powerful magnets down into the harbor off of the uh, off of the various docks and keeping count of everything that they pulled up. And Maureen, at the end of 24 hours, they had pulled up 44 scooters. <gasps> Those fucking leave them ditched on the side of the road startup scooters. They pulled 44 of them from the harbor. They, she included a pile of just this huge pile of wet barnacled, like lime scooters. Look, I can understand one or two ending up in there, but how do forty-four scooters end up in the harbor? I think because uh, it is just sort of a we are. Uh, uh, I would guess teens with not much to do, entertaining right. themselves by chucking scooters into the harbor. I don't know how many would be in the East River then. A million? Like it's a billion. Yeah. We don't actually we don't have those scooters in New York. You can't there's no lime scooters to rent on the streets. That was probably the startup was like, we will lose all of our scooters. Yeah. Within everybody, minutes. Everybody owns their own. We no, don't have really. that. Yeah, we don't have that. I was in LA and I saw them all over the street. I was like, what the fuck are these scooters all over the streets? What are yeah. they what I was in um I was in Santa Monica with the teen a few weeks ago and i was like okay we're gonna find uh we're gonna go eat these burgers that look really good and then we're gonna go to the pier and you know what will be fun we'll use these scooters that are fucking littered everywhere right and so we're like cool we both get the app so at least in santa monica you have to photograph your driver's license like in order to rent a scooter, which was a problem because the team did not have that sort of ID. So then we were like, okay, well, we can we can work around this. There are multiple companies making these scooters. So I will download two different companies' apps. I will scan my driver's license into both of them. And then I will be able to rent us both scooters so that we can go the like mile and a half to this burger place that we wanted to go to. So, but that took a while to kind of realize, oh, this is how we can do it. So we'd probably already spent about 15 minutes trying to unlock these scooters. Then we finally were like, okay, cool. So we get his unlocked and then uh, I unlock mine and uh, we go and literally two seconds later, my battery dies. And then, (laughs) God damn it. So uh, finally he was like, I'm not like, okay, well, we could go walk and find a new one. He was like, why don't we just walk to the place at this point? We've spent a half an hour trying to unlock these scooters. Uh, So I think I spent about $8 worth of scooter rental fees to go nowhere with them. (laughs) So then we threw them into the water. Uh, They look fun. Apparently people die on the water. A lot of uh, that there was at one point uh, some friends of mine that do like data visualizations. Uh, Any place that they were introduced, there was a marked increase in ankle injuries at ERs almost immediately. Yeah, that seems right. So anyway, I think that generally speaking, um, inexpensive mobility is a good idea that doesn't involve cars. However, I think that the way that all of those companies went about just sort of throwing basically trash onto the streets and saying, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? I understand. The the bike rental system is good. 
With the little docks, yeah. Yeah, those are yeah. good. That's what I we use have those. in Chicago, too. They're good. Yeah, Although, they're actually, I only do that on the waterfront because if you, I've one time ridden in traffic to try to do an errand on a on a city bike, and I was thought I was going to die. Oh, just it, riding around on actual street? Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's genuinely terrifying. One car door and you're done. I think a lot about when I was in college and I lived uh, about 25 minutes on a bike from downtown where I went to school. And I rode my bike year round from Wicker Park to downtown Chicago, which was only on busy streets. And like I would ride in blizzards like I, it was n none of it was smart. Now that I think about it, I would ride very late at night. But uh, yeah, I, uh, now that I look back, I'm like, that was maybe a number of things were not the smartest decisions that I made on that bike. My boyfriend had a bike at college. I didn't, but I used to borrow his to ride around at night. Yeah. I loved riding like over the campus pathways at night when it was quiet. Yeah. Man, those those especially if it was warm out, those were real magical rides. Just very, you know, warm spring, summer, like late fall, just riding around on the bike at night. Loved it. I love a bike. They're fun. Bikes I are wish a lot I, of fun. I wish I lived in a place where it was less deadly. It's possible, Maureen. It's possible. Also, Dan. Hmm? Trike. I'm really thinking about it. A <laughs> trike? You're just going for a trike life? Because you can put groceries in that shit. Like oh, like big... one of the one of the more fancy, like the utility bikes. Yeah, like a with one with a basket in the back. Oh no, you're talking straight up trike. I love it. Yeah. Maureen, I want you to embrace <laughs> trike full life. on trike life. I put all my groceries in there, right? That's yeah. the home. Sure would. You could put two bags of groceries in there. Easily. And instead of carrying them? Yeah. Trike life home? Try trike it. Yeah. I mean, then the cars have to really, you really have to get smacked. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should get, you should move to a place where uh, you have a number of friends. Mm. You should all start riding trikes. Yeah. And then you could call yourself Trike Force. Like yes. if there were seven of you, it could be Trike Force Seven. Dan, hmm? I have a very passionate love for a small low powered vehicle sure. i like something that goes 12 miles an hour more than i can say okay i have even eyed those little smart cars in manhattan i'm like i could drive around the city like like one of those richard scary worms like me okay another thing dan i just want to say this yeah and this is relevant dan okay i was down here i'm gonna be driving my i drive my parents cars i don't have a car in manhattan no point come down here i drive do all the errands yeah and I and my dad said, "Oh, I need to put gas in the car." And I said, "I'll I'll go on out. I'll gas up the car." Yeah. And he said, "Do you know how to put gas in a car?" Sure. Yeah. That's and I great. said, "What do you mean?" And he said, <laughs> "Do you know how to put gas in a car?" I said, first of all, I have been driving since I was 19 years old. Yeah. I have owned three cars. Now those three cars were in quick succession. Then there's there's three cars over two and a half years. First one was a death trap. Second one was I was someone just T-boned me. And the third one I, I had until I left for New York and I sold it. Okay. But I said, how do you think that I get around in cars and make them go vroom yeah. without putting gas in the tank? And Good he question. said, 
I guess you just get people to pump it for you. Yeah, I said, that's how it works. Everybody knows how to put gas in a gas tank. And he said, I didn't know if you know. And I just want to say, Dan, that there's a category of stuff that should be called shit dads don't ask their sons. If yeah. you are a, 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 a female or anybody that's not a son, I swear to God, dads will ask you shit that's unbelievable. Yeah, I believe they that. They kind of don't know how you function in the world. Yeah. If well, you I have, mean, how are you supposed to know how to pump gas, Maureen? You're a lady. You didn't know if I... I said, Dad, I have owned cars. I've been driving since I was 19. I've gone to a lot of school, Dad. Do you think that I couldn't figure out how to put gas in a car? I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. I will I try back to... again to that this sounds like a relaxing, supportive environment for you to get work done. Dan, I'm an organized person. My dad sits down, does this weird stuff. I slam down his ham sandwich, made exactly the way he likes it. I got written instructions. He said, mm -hmm. wow, he ate his ham sandwich. The second he was done, he was still taking the last bite. I whipped that tray, that plate away and I slammed down his ice cream sandwich. He was like, wow. And I said, I'm on the job. Wow. That's a weird guy, Dan. I'm not going to lie. Yes. How do I put gas in an automobile? There's other stuff like that that he's asked me that he's oh, really I'm surprised sure. that I know how to do. He also thinks Oscar does a lot. He's like, you should ask Oscar about And I was like, who do you think does the finances? Yeah. Who do you think does the taxes? No good. He's always amazed, Dan. Shit, people don't ask their sons. Yeah. Speaking of sons, Maureen, the teen this weekend turned into a actual adult human. Congratulations. Does he know how to put gas in a car? No. I mean, he could probably intuit it, but uh, but no, he does not yet have a driver's license because if you turned 16 in uh, 2020, your options for figuring that out were very limited in the state of Illinois. So he is uh, he, and then and then once kind of there was the ability to take the lessons and things like that, we realized that it was close enough to when. I think once you were 17, uh, might have been 17 in a couple of months, um, you could just learn on your own and not have to take the very expensive lessons. And so... Did uh, they make you take lessons? Yeah, as a teenager, absolutely. Wow. Um, but that, like, so up to... Because I think you can get a permit at like 15. And so, uh, which he did not do. Um but you have to take like official lessons. The high school offers them, but it's largely private stuff. Anyway, uh, so me and Janice have been teaching him for the last year and a bit, but wow. we uh, haven't actually had him pump the gas now that you mention it. So probably there you go. have him do that at some point. But anyway, he turned into a full-fledged adult this weekend. And Maureen, that is exciting and also, it is it is weird to be a, 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 an adult and now say, oh, there is an adult in yeah. the house that is not also me or Janice. It's wild. To everything, turn, 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 Maureen. That's so weird that you have to take official. We could just learn anyhow. Yo, that was like the 80s and 90s. You could just do whatever. Well, Nowadays, or... it's a lot more official. 
Or maybe it's Chicago. I still think in Pennsylvania, they don't care, give a shit a lot about a lot of stuff. <laughs> Weird stuff happens here, Dan. Remember, Dr. Oz. That was us. <laughs> that is true. He had his crudite plate with the asparagus and the salsa, which still makes me queasy when I think about it. When I think about dipping asparagus and raw asparagus and salsa, oh, that yeah. still makes me genuinely queasy. I mean, raw asparagus, period. That shit is not supposed to be eaten uncooked, right? You can, you can shave it. Very, you can oh, shave that's it. True, you can shave it. That's true. But you don't dip but that it's shit like, in salsa. It's like it's like chewing on a twig if you're eating it's, the whole thing. It's fibrous. It very. I mean, do you like chewing on rope? Because <laughs> you might as well just chew some string. Listen, Dan. I was going to saying. Different times, different economy, major banking crisis probably up ahead. So it's time to start eating string. Start eating string. Mm. Uh, one of the things that we did for for the teen's birthday was um, he wanted to go to Milwaukee to get uh, some sausage at a, at a very good place called the Vanguard. And we were like, well, that's cool, but we'll probably end up eating kind of mid-afternoon. So we should have something available for a dinner. Uh, but, it, you know, we don't need to really cook it. It doesn't need to be a big deal. And then we were like, oh, he likes these sub sandwiches from a grocery store near us. We were like, we're going to get a three-foot sub sandwich. But then we ate so much sausage that we were all very, very full. So there is a lot of sub sandwich at my house, which means that everyone has been able to eat sub sandwich for lunch the last couple of days. And it's been great. That's amazing. Yeah. I've been eating dusty old Cheez-Its because for some reason when I get to my parents, the schedule of eating is so weird. I've been doing a lot of cooking and I make sure they eat. I made my mom fresh vegetable soup and enchiladas and mm. pasta and all this stuff. But for some reason for myself, I'm like, ah, just eat dust. I'll just eat some dust. It's fine. It's not fine. I don't know what happens down here. <laughs> I just... It's good for me. Like an Airbnb close by, you could. No, I'm here for a reason, Dan. I'm here to do it. But well, Dan, it's a good thing there's no news. There is some news, Maureen. See, this is how I. This is the clever segue I do every time. I like it. Yeah. There is, in fact, some news, Maureen. I also appreciate because because Sasuvia, this might feel real loose, but I will note that Maureen is a professional. I am. You are an absolute professional. And she just sneaks in a, well, what about the news? Just yeah. as we're coming up on the 30 minute mark. And I am always very impressed by that. Yeah. I'm like a professional radio thing. You're like a professional radio thing. I just also want to report. I'm very glad to see the dog is now she's asleep. Yes. Gotcha. When we first signed on, Maureen was like, the dog is on watch and pivoted the camera the dog was standing at attention in front of the window looking out at the creek. It's because there are geese out there. In particular, one family of geese with 10 goslings have been, not Ryan, have mm -hmm. been coming up the yard to get snacks and go back. Dexie's like, I'd like to make that nine goslings. I also went out back to the creek to see because it was super high because we had shit tons of rain. And I saw an amazing big ass turtle that had come up to take a wow. little refuge. On a, on a tree, a really good turtle, big turtle, like this big. Oh, S Maureen super is turtle. indicating about a foot or more in size. It's a super good turtle. Uh, the eagle flew directly over my head. Oh, nice. I got a real good view of the, of the eagle. 
I have not seen our little baby beaver, but we have had actual wild beavers, which we had never really seen before. Wow. So we're seeing a lot of resurgence of wildlife. Eagles, beavers, um, we always see cranes, but I've seen more of them. But like, it's good. It's yeah. really good to see like the creek itself seems really, really healthy. And I try to take any positivity I can. Like seeing that beaver, I just watched him when I saw him that day. He was great. He was a little guy. He was doing his little jobs. <laughs> uh, you, Maureen Johnson. Yeah. Maybe know, certainly know of, I'm sure, the uh, children's and young adult book author Gordon Corman. I do. I was obsessed with Gordon Corman when I was a child, which I think were some of his earliest books. But whenever people talk about beavers, he had one book. It was about uh, two friends at a sleepaway camp. I think it was called I Want to Go Home or something like that. And uh, they were constantly trying to get sent home from the camp. And uh, then he also would intercut these little seemingly unrelated scenes in, uh, of a beaver moving around in the forest. And then it turns out by the end, spo spoiler alert for people that are excited to read a young adult book from the 1980s, uh, the camp gets flooded out by the beaver that had built a dam. <laughs> and everyone gets sent home. But Dan, it's a good thing there hasn't been any news. Oh, right. News. Morning. Nailed it. Nailed it. Well, first of all, Donald Trump indicted former president Donald Trump. There's there's no forward action currently in that indictment, and there is no action whatsoever in the probably potential next indictment in Georgia. But what is going has, on in Georgia? What is going on know, in Georgia? They're just taking their time. Why? Maybe they're trying to write lyrics to the devil went down to Georgia all about this case. Seriously, Dan, what's the hold up? That's got to be it. That's probably what? the problem. All right. It's very complicated. Anyway, he has been standing trial back in your home state of New York City. Uh, but it is not a criminal trial. It is, however, a defamation suit from author Eugene Carroll, uh, who says that Trump raped her you decades ago now. And she is suing for defamation uh, because he talked shit about her while president, essentially, when she when when she uh, released a book with this information in it. Uh, and that has been going down for the last week in Manhattan. Eugene Carroll has been on the stand pretty much the entire week uh, recounting the uh, the rape in very, uh, very, very, very uh, awful detail. I would say I'm certainly not going to get into uh, the level of detail on that, but a very, very uh, clear and painful uh, recounting of it. Um, but yeah, it has been ongoing for the last week. She has just wrapped up her testimony um, with uh, Trump's people trying to kind of say that, oh, she's just in it for the attention and the money and blah, 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 the kind of bullshit that people use. Um, but yeah, it has been a uh, harrowing and we will now see that still the uh, prosecution 
actually it's not a prosecution, is it? Because it's not a criminal trial, but uh, it is still witnesses uh, for Carol. But there is still an open question as to whether Trump will take the stand. Well, I heard two things. One, potentially she has biological evidence. She might have a dress. Okay. Um, that is something I've gotten just, I, I don't even know where I heard that. So that could be correct. We'll look that up. Uh, the second is that this is true that they, um, his team tried to get the case dismissed. Yeah. Yesterday. And the judge said, nope. Yeah. They tried to get a mistrial ruled and uh, they were turned down. So they were we'll like, continue. We don't, don't want to do this. And they said, well, you got to do it. So, so yes, we're, and we're still waiting, obviously, on uh, Georgia. Still waiting and... on Georgia. Still waiting on uh, next moves in New York, but that is still not going to happen for a bit. Uh, I've heard, I mean, the next actual scheduled date is December, uh, but I've heard that there may be some action in August as well. I think that's because that's when the discovery phase ends, and then uh, they will... Uh, ask for it to be thrown out at that point as well. Oh, the winds are blowing, Dan. Looks like it's getting rain again. Morning's looking out the window again. It's because the uh, everything started. The nine thousand bird feeders just outside the window just started going. Wah, 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 wah. Uh, my mom loves a bird feeder and a wind chime. Um, Dan, again, I just want to point out that we will probably be going through twenty twenty four because twenty twenty three is the Thursday before the weekend that is 2024. Sounds about right. And we will very likely be leading up to the election of 2024, which again will be the hot, hot race between Donald Trump and Joe Biden as it stands right now. And his criminal trial may be happening. His criminal trial may be happening as we are gearing. This is going to, okay. 2020, obviously, we were all in quarantine and COVID yeah. was there. Yeah. So that made the election very weird and spicy. Yes. So 2016, we just had an election that we thought was going to be fine, but wasn't. Yes. We just thought it was a lot. Then yeah. 2020 was Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, and we were all in quarantine with a pandemic. And we were like, suck it, 2016. You didn't know how good you had it. And then 2024 comes back and says, all right. Yeah. So what? You don't have the quarantine anymore. You still have COVID. And I'll raise you that you're going to do the whole goddamn thing again. And the motherfucker's going to be on trial. Yeah. At least one trial. At least one criminal trial will be going on probably during the election and maybe over the course of it on the day. Yeah. For all we fucking know, he'll be in a courtroom on election day. <laughs> He could be, God damn it, Dan. He could be in a courtroom on God damn it. Do they have court on election day? Mm, it, it probably depends on the state. Or if is, it's the is, fucking... Is election day a holiday in New York? No, I don't think so. No. Then maybe? I don't know. That's a good question. Defendant can't be here because he's running for president and will probably win. Yeah, I mean, that's... That will get very interesting if their kind of first motion to throw the case out is 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 not agreed upon. There will certainly be a point where they begin to ask for a delay 
because he is a candidate. And he's going to, you know, very lightly could be president. Well, and then I would imagine that they would ask for a delay of four years. Mm. And I'm going to keep saying that, Dan. Yeah. I don't want you to, but a yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's... It is uh, it is certainly a thing. But Maureen, what I wanted to talk a little bit about is a feel good story. Not none of it is feel good. Oh, great. No, that's called the rising tide of fascism (laughs) where this week. In fact, just yesterday, trans Montana legislator Zoe Zephyr is suing to be allowed back into House chambers after last week, the Republican supermajority voted to ban her from the premises. This is because Montana is yet another state that has uh, adopted a slate of anti-trans legislation. Uh, Zephyr, who represents the Missoula, Montana uh, area, 11,000 people uh, in Missoula, Montana, um, spoke out against the bill that was uh, that was moving forward saying that if legislatures voted yes that quote i hope the next time there's an invocation when you bow your heads in prayer you will see the blood on your hands this prompted republicans to call for her censure and though no censure vote was actually taken at that point the republican speaker of the house basically decided to stop recognizing her speaking on bills That led to protests in the House galleries, culminating in 100 people chanting, let her speak, as Zephyr sat holding a microphone aloft. Riot police were called in. The gallery was cleared. Seven people were arrested. They were immediately released. Uh, The conservative Freedom Caucus accused Zephyr of, quote, encouraging an insurrection. Which, keep that word in mind, because we will get back to that in a second. Two days after that, a party line vote barred Zephyr from the House floor, the gallery and the antechamber through the legislative session. So they did not expel her. uh, They but they did ban her from being present in the space. It turns out that Montana still has rules on the books regarding remote voting. So Zephyr has been able to vote uh, and has, in fact, set up a space to work on a bench outside House chambers in a public hallway. Uh, She uses a sticky note that just was labeled desk 31 that she sticks (laughs) on the bench. Uh, When the bench has been full, she sets up and casts votes from the cafeteria. Now she is suing yesterday, filed a suit to be reinstated before the legislative session for the year ends, which Maureen, the legislative session for the year in Montana ends on Friday for the year. It turns out all of 2023. Yes. It turns (laughs) out that in odd numbered years, the legislature in Montana only meets for 90 days. And basically their main job is to pass the budget, which has not yet passed passes on Friday. And Zephyr is arguing that, uh, she should be let back in to be able to represent her constituents in the budget vote. Dan. Yeah. First of all, to any trans friends out there or people, you know, your friends, your family are trans friends. If this issue of, cause this is a, okay. If you're 
affected by this issue of trans of the attacks on the rights of trans people in all different weird ways like this one. First of all, I just want to say I'm your friend and I oh, love yeah. you. And uh, I every single goddamn day, my friend, I just saw in LA my friend Robin who said, "Why does this issue in particular like why are you so like what why this one?" I'm like, "Well, it's a lot of them. I've always been issue interested in." Like, for, weirdly in college, Dan, I ended up being vice president of Queer Campus. Okay. Um, and the reason for that was we were friends with them in a neighboring organization, and their vice president um, had, like, left school okay. in the middle of the semester. And I had passed the university, like, check writing program where you had to be cleared to spend university funds. Okay. And they said, would you mind coming over and being vice president? Because we need someone to sign the checks. And I was like, that's ah. no problem. So all I did was to kind of show up and be like, okay, I can sign your check for you. Because yeah. I went, I did the, like the four-hour class that was like, I will not steal money from the school. Got it. But if I've always, always been my friends, I feel like this issue is moving so fucking fast. Oh, yeah. Like every goddamn day it takes on a new, it gets, it's like the monster with a thousand faces. Every day it's got a new fucking face stuck on it. Yes. And I feel like I've really been in, watching this grow, especially within the realms that are all sticking together now. Yeah. Is it really kind of, it's a huge thing in the US, in the UK on the left. That mm -hmm. is where the poison started to spread. It has come up and it's public faces, people like JK Rowling. Yeah. Who says, has taken some absolutely deplorable stances. Oh yeah. On, uh, on uh, trans rights. I was at a book event the other day and I was like, hey, let's all talk about the elephant in the room. Nice. How'd that go? Everybody would agree because like, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, it wasn't like anybody at that event was going to be like, no, I'm against trans rights. <laughs> True. Um, here in the Lower East Side, we're all down with <laughs> trans people. No, that shit does not fly in New York. Uh, not, in my, not in our neighborhood. Um, and that, the fact that it is so getting sticking together into these horrible uh, Katamari damases of book banning and the the fact the book banning thing is so nuts. Yes. So I was we were driving around the neighborhood the other day doing some errand. I was trying to figure out what do we do when the gas runs out? I guess we live here and I don't know what to do. And I saw the signs up Dan for the local election for the school board. Oof. And I said aha. A thought. And a thought flitted through the head of mine. Because in this area, this is Lower Bucks, but right next to us is Central Bucks. It's very close. Their school board is one of the worst around in terms of banning books. They yeah. are really trying for the ring. Like They are just like, they're like, we could be the worst if we just try hard enough. If you believe. And I had a thought that one, and just a general statement is, this is about, this Zephyr is one thing, book banning, all of these, you know, drag show bands, yep. what's going on in, you know, that this whole Disney thing that we'll kind of tail onto. But like, it's just a monster over here that has this set of faces. The UK has its own weird set of faces. Yeah. To the point where, and I spent a lot of fucking time in the UK, Dan. I married an English person. It's true. I am now nervous about when I deal with, like when I signed a UK publicist, I said up front in my letter, I stand for trans rights. That's going to be first and foremost in any bullshit I do over here. Yeah. If asked about it, this is what I'm going to say. And she was like, 10-4, that's where I'm at. And I was like, we're, 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 
Ka-ching, let's do this. Yeah. What I was thinking about, Dan, is showing up at school board meetings. And I was thinking, is there an order? And there probably is. But if there isn't, we can make one. Okay. They get authors into school board meetings, like a database that's like wherever you're at, even if you're on tour. Yeah. Even if you had to drive an hour or two. Yeah. Get your face in front of those school board meetings. I like And this. be like, hey, fucker, it's me. I wrote the book you didn't read. You yeah. Wanna, you want to dance, fucker? You want to dance? Because I've danced this dance, Dan. Yeah. I have seen my fucking book on TV that said it was triple X. I've seen the interviews with the people that talked about all the sex. And, and I was like, hey, fuckers, no one called me for an interview. I wrote the fucking thing. There is yeah. no sex in it, you dipshits. Because of people like you. I knew you fuckers were coming. And I didn't put any sex in it because I knew you fuckers were coming and right. you still came because you fuckers always come. Can you tell them getting annoyed then? I will go to the fucking mat for my trans friends for these books and for the whole thing and for Zephyr. Hell these, yeah. These fucking people are fascists. Yes. Trans people are being held as a scapegoat for the anxieties of an anxious population unsure yeah. about the state of the fucking world and you can step the fuck off. Yeah. I mean, an anxious population unsure of their shitty place in the world is really what it is. Like they are like, oh, the fucking world's changing and I don't want that to happen. I yeah. would like to remain on top. Trans people are just trying to do their jobs and eat some fucking yeah. Doritos like the rest of us. You can step the fuck off, Mumsnet. You can step the fuck off, all you fucking school boards. You can step the fuck off, Florida. You can step the fuck off. Indeed. Well, Maureen. Sorry. I get good. so crazy about this. I feel my blood pressure rise, Dan. Yeah. It's probably good. I have very low blood pressure. Well, I am always on the verge of a faint, like a Victorian lady. I'm always like, ooh. So it's probably good that it makes me feel alive. You're always on the verge of the vapors. I am truly, I should have a fainting couch, Dan. You should. Think if you had a, a, a like a real house, you could have a whole fainting room. <sighs> yeah. yeah. It, it's for roller skating and fainting. Anyway, Maureen, you have set this up very nicely because I wanted to just quickly visit the fact that the that that Zoe Zephyr was accused of encouraging a quote insurrection, right? Which, uh, thankfully, having lived through January sixth, twenty twenty one, we know what an insurrection looks like. It does not look like uh, uh, some protesters in the galleries of a legislative session yelling things. That is not what an insurrection looks like. But it is also an interesting choice of words because that exact same language was used by Tennessee Republicans earlier this month as they expelled representatives Justin Pearson and Justin Jones from the House there. Now, these are two black legislatures who amplified the protests of gun control advocates following the Nashville school shooting there. And they were not simply banned from the premises. They were literally expelled from the House. They were no longer uh, representing the House. And they were accused also of of encouraging an insurrection, which, again, was simply protests against uh, the fact. Now, first of all, Pearson and Jones both back in the House now because they their districts had to appoint people to represent them because no one was long, uh, representing these districts. And they simply re 
uh, <laughs> reappointed the same two dudes. Uh, those dudes will have to run this fall, though, in special elections because they are only appointed now and, and are not technically elected. But if you think that language and the similar actions, right, the the last time somebody had been expelled from Tennessee was like decades and decades ago. I don't think that this has happened in Montana ever, right? And that both of these things are happening within months of each other, right? This is not just coincidence. This is a coordinated effort by legislatures that have super majorities to assert their power over the minority party, right? And often in both of these cases, to assert their power over minorities within the minority party, right? Like this is this is what it is about. It is about legislatures that can essentially do whatever they want, largely because they have built gerrymandered supermajorities in the states that they're in. And now they are asserting power in a way that we have never seen before. Like you talk about like the encroaching fascism this is what it looks like yeah and the reality is republicans hold 20 supermajorities in state legislatures now in addition to montana and tennessee there's idaho wyoming utah north dakota south dakota nebraska kansas oklahoma missouri arkansas louisiana indiana ohio kentucky west virginia alabama north carolina and florida and you can bet your ass that we are going to see more of this do not feel hopeless feel hopeful yeah. S- step this shit out in every form. Imagine it's a little fire. Stamp on it. Right. I mean, the the flip of this is Zoe Zephyr and 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 Justin Pearson and Justin Jones are all now national figures, right? Like they are far better known now than they were before. You know, they are actually more of a threat to to the people that would like to silence them than they were before. And Dan, I'm going to say something that may be to a very niche audience, but maybe not. I don't know. If you are any kind of a person, like I'm involved in YA books. Yeah. And for example, Jody Bloom got asked a kind of weird question when she was interviewed by the UK press, which are quite frankly, largely the worst. Yeah. The UK press is we- is terrible in a, in a very particular way. Yes. They tried to gotcha truly Judy into saying like, you know, JK Rowling's being attacked online for her views. And Judy was like, well, don't, you know, she was, they were basically like, Judy Bloom stands with JK Rowling to which Judy immediately issued a a statement that was like, I support the queer and trans community and any statement to the contrary is bullshit. She used the word bullshit. Fucking bloom. Judy's no turf, man. Judy will come for you. Bring in the boom. I have stayed at Judy's house. Judy is not to be messed with. Judy will fucking come for you. Yeah. I stayed at Judy's house because she told me I was staying the night because I was not allowed to drive home over the Florida highway, which goes I over the, the water. the idea of anyone trying to goad Judy Bloom into a statement uh, about, like, I mean, this is, she has been fighting this fight. Like yeah. around book banning, around yeah. uh, highlighting voices that are off like for fucking ever. And that's literally the title of one of her books. So that thank is a you. good point. She will. Judy will fuck you up. Yeah. Judy will fuck you up. Judy is the boss. I 
saw this in action. It's amazing. Also, another time we were at a, like some dinner at a library conference and a bunch of authors were all sitting at a table and Judy dropped an earring and every goddamn person at that table dove under the t- <laughs> over the table to find Judy's fucking earring because she's the fucking queen. And she said, any statement to the contrary is bullshit. Here's the point. If you are in a position where you ever might get asked in, in media, do you support J.K. Rowling? Yeah. I'm a way author. That's something could be asked of. Have an answer. Have an answer that can't be gotcha That's true. And I wrote one. And Boom. I was like, and, you know, and I, I thought it out and I was like, I tried to write something that in no way could be cut apart. Have an answer. And if you have people in your life that's like, why are they picking on J.K. Rowling? Have an answer and explain that they're fucking not. Yep. That what's actually happening is that Judy, sorry, no, Judy, you know, you know what? Yes, just Judy's awesome. Separate issue. J.K. Rowling has become, she's been suckered into a movement that was swirling around that came out of the sewers of the UK. Yep. It, is in, it is a fascist right-wing kind of movement. It has been bought into by a surprising number of media figures. Yep. Uh, who say things like they are just asking questions. You can't sure. ask, just ask questions about a person's identity. Think about how that fucking sounds. Insert any other identity. It has driven some people there, I think, into a mental health crisis. There's at least one prominent TV writer. I'm not even going to mention his name. Doesn't matter. He has given up his whole life to this. I, he does appear to be in the middle of a mental health crisis over this. He's burned his life down over it. They have They make up stories and people just believe them. And... They, they just, and every day it's getting worse. And because J.K. Rowling comes out with this terrible stuff, she had a normal internet response of some people. Yeah, she's been threatened. So have I. And you know who gets threatened a lot? Trans people. Do you know yeah. who actually gets attacked a lot? Trans people. Yep. You know who generally doesn't have a billionaire's worth of security around their house? Generally speaking, trans people. Yeah. I don't know too many trans people with a billion dollars in the, in the bank and personal security. Yep. Who are actually at risk. She has taken a reprehensible. I said, nobody should be threatened. If you're asking me if I support her position on trans rights, which is where this stems from, no, I think she has taken a reprehensible position. Yeah. And saying that she is being targeted is like saying, is like going out in the rain and saying, this water is targeting me. Yeah. Fuck that. And fuck her. Boom. <laughs> Sorry. You got to, she also has a lot of lawyers, Stan. But you know what? You can't legal out of someone selling you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying it. She was such like a, you know, the signs were there. Yeah. And it was my fucking fault for not seeing them. I mean. But you know what? Yeah. I'll, but you know, she made a space that a space, well, space surrounded her work. That that's the important distinction. A space surrounded her work, where a lot of people found a lot of community and comfort, and did a lot of re- and did a lot of reading. And those spaces still exist, and those people are still in those communities, and they're still saying, "She can absolutely go fuck herself." We're gonna go read some other books. For real. This I don't know how this turning into me, Dan. It gets me animated, and I'm sorry. It's all right. I know we got to. We spent 30 minutes talking about garbage. Yep. And now here I am telling J.K. Rowling to go fuck herself. But I love it. That's not a threat, by the way. 
that is a figure of speech that reflects my opinion of her character as it stands. That sounds correct to me. Well, says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who that is our Patreon where every Sunday you get this all over again. If you give it the five or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also lands you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the says who sticker club. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email at, Hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. You can also find us at says who at omfg.town on Mastodon. And who knows, maybe we'll just show up on every other little platform that's showing up suddenly you can join the discussion on facebook at slash group slash says whovians our facebook group is moderated by janice dillard there is also the fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord you can subscribe spread the word please leave stars and reviews on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever it is that you listen and you can join us next wednesday may 10th for our very next episode may 10th it's weird, right? What the fuck? I know. It's I May just... 2nd right now. As we record, it's May 3rd when you're listening to this. Dan, I just went off. It's good. It's good. I, I, Let it to- out. Oh, this I do every day, but this topic, man. I hear you. This topic, Dan. Yeah. I will say this. I remember at some point I had when I went to church when I was like younger teenager in college, there was some we had like a, a our 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 minister, we knew him always. Like I was friend, like I knew he was like the neighbor. He was someone I knew really well. Around. He was okay. like a real peaceful hippie kind of guy. And we yeah. had some. It was uh, probably a funeral of a distant relative or something. We were sitting outside at the lunch after. We were sitting at a picnic table, and I remember bringing up the topic of gay rights. Yeah, and he said something like, and I was expecting him to be supportive. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, you know, these gay men, you wouldn't want one." teaching in a classroom oh boy and i said in my head i am never walking in the door of your church again yeah and that is the same to the word bullshit that's going on with trans oh yeah absolutely the same goddamn script every yeah single to every doesn't matter what the the prejudice is yeah. The scripts are the same. Yeah, you're the fucking same. And the same people fall for them every time. Yeah. So like when it you, is, yeah. So just push back with reality every single time. Yep. I, oh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I didn't even wake up the dog. She's out. She's oh see, sleeping. I, I must have really taken her for a good walk because this, she is out. She's well, she having a, she having a dream. I think she might be having a dream. From my basement in Chicago, she sleep I parks. am Dan Sinker. She does these. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, sleep my parks. dog they're, does that too. Oh, they're real cute. My One dog time, has a raging urinary tract infection right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Have your dog ever sleep held? Uh yes. That she does, she does little runnies and a lot of like. No, this was a howl. Oh no, she's never done a full howl asleep. Dexy did it once. It in the middle of the night. It was like a ghost was in the room because it's wow. a full howl, but it's real tiny. 
<laughs> but it's a but it's a oh ooh, 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 and it's real high pitched and it's like a full howl. Oh my god! The two of us sat and we're like ghost, and it wasn't a ghost; it was the dog sleep howling. But it was amazing. This is Ben says who. You were Maureen Johnson the whole time. I fucking am, and I'll fucking continue to be. Sorry, spicy. I like it. <laughs>